Welcome to the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley, and I'd like to thank you for joining us again. And if this is your first time with us, I hope that you like it and that you find it useful. We release the Press Forward podcast each week, and we'd love it if you added us to your list of podcasts, the ones that you consume regularly. You can do that by subscribing to us on your favourite podcast player. This can be done by going to wpnop.org forward slash podcast dash feed. Today we're going to be talking to Simon Pollard. But before that, let me tell you a little bit about WPNOP, what we do and how you can get involved. We're a non-profit working in the WordPress space with a mission to offer support to those who need it. This could be with your mental health, your physical health, or perhaps with your business or skills. Whatever it might be, you can reach out to us. We've helped many, many people so far. You can find out more about this at our homepage, which is wpnop.org. To function, we need to raise money. And until now, that was either done via the donations page at wpnop.org forward slash donate, or by buying one of the larger, more expensive sponsorship packages. A few weeks ago, we started to offer a much more bespoke a la carte way that you can help us out. Now you can pick and choose which areas of WPNOP you'd like to sponsor. So if putting your brand in front of thousands of live event attendees fills you with joy, then you can sponsor those specifically. If you love the longevity of hearing your brand played out across the speakers, then the Press Forward podcast is for you. It may be that you'd like your logo on the WPNOP.org website. Well, that's an option too. Perhaps you simply want to give with no expectation in return. Well, you can donate in that way also. Go to WPNOP.org forward slash fund. Thank you. So today we're speaking with Simon Pollard. He's a WordPress backend developer working at Illustrate Digital in Bristol in the UK. He's on the podcast today to talk about WordPress meetups. You may or may not know that WordPress is far more than just a collection of code that you can download to build a website with. It's also a real community in which people meet up and share their experience and expertise with other WordPress users. The most talked about WordPress events are the WordCamps. These are often sizable events put on in large urban areas. They often span several days and have multiple tracks of talks which you can attend. Perhaps less frequently discussed are the WordPress meetups. These are smaller and they take place more regularly and usually run in the evenings. Simon has been a key member of the organising team at the WordPress meetup in Bristol. We talk about what a WordPress meetup is and how it works, how it's organised and who can get involved. It might be that there's one near you, and so this podcast will serve as a great introduction to the ethos of such events and how you may become involved. And so, without further ado, here's Simon Pollard. 
My name's Simon. I'm a uh, WordPress developer, backend specifically. I work for a company called Illustrate Digital. I am also one of the kind of co-founders and co-organizers of the Bristol WordPress Meetup Group. Over 10 years, I've been kind of messing around, kind of using it. It was kind of the first job I landed, kind of coming out of, of doing kind of call center work and the first proper web job I landed. I was doing all sorts of kind of CMSs and WordPress was among the list. So I dabbled with Joomla and Drupal and uh, I think called would Expression Engine, which was horrible. You had to buy a license and you coded in the browser. You couldn't upload files you had to actually open a window in in the browser to edit the code which made it all sorts of fun so having all of those to compare wordpress was always just the easy one and the one i preferred and whenever a project came in and said they're going with wordpress i was always a lot happier with, with that i've tried a bunch of different cms's in the past joomla drupal magento and others but i finally settled upon wordpress i know that wordpress is not to everyone's taste but it worked out the best for me. The thing, the main thing for me was, I think when I tried Drupal, the back end of Drupal was just like, oh, you've got to style it and you get everything and uh, WordPress just looks like Word. Because I've trained during kind of, yeah, my various jobs, I've trained lots of people and it's kind of explaining to them, this is WordPress, yeah, you go to a page and here's an editor, you can use Word, great, you can create this page then and do what you need to kind of, I mean, it's changing a bit with Gutenberg coming in, but kind of the same kind of concept there. This the back end out of the box without any fiddling. It's just nice and easy. And I've kind of transferred. So I worked on the British Rowing website, which currently at the time I speak is, is still using the WordPress theme that I built with, uh, with a colleague of mine. Um, we migrated them from Drupal and it was a massive, massive site and the database was ridiculous in the size of it. And I converted it down to a WordPress site. It was what, I don't know, about 50, 60 meg, the database in size. It was crazy, the comparison. And then trained them up and they were saying how much easier WordPress was in comparison to the old Drupal admin that they had for the, the original site. I was talking about it recently, actually, because we're doing an article. So we're doing several articles on our uh, Illustrate websites and one of those will be kind of comparing WordPress and Drupal, uh, which I was involved in. I was kind of thinking back on it and trying to come up with kind of reasons for it. But I know one of the things that gets mentioned a lot is the community side. That's where I'm strongly kind of, that's where my, my kind of WordPress love grew, which was from kind of joining the meetup, which is one thing I always kind of like to refer back. So it was a chap organized the meetup and five or six of us met up and sat around the table in a pub and just had a chat. And there were several questions from people and I was able to answer them because I knew what I was doing. I've been doing WordPress for quite a while and it just made me feel really great. And then we met again and a few more and we met again and there's a few more and kind of then it became a regular thing. Then the guy who set it all up kind of couldn't carry on and it kind of just got left and I just decided to pick up the reins and we kind of went from there. And it was when we took on Hannah, who's another developer stroke project manager, who said, here's Trello, put everything in Trello. And then suddenly we became organized and we had every month planned out. We started booking in speakers and it was great. And our last meetup, which was a couple of weeks ago, um, there was 53, 54 people showed up for it which was just kind of crazy because I was when I got up to speak so I, I was hosting it um I got up to speak and kind of welcome everyone and I looked at the crowd I was like wow <laughs> that's quite a lot of people here but it's great so it just shows the kind of the community so that's just grown and grown and grown and kind of getting involved in the community kind of has, has gone with that and I felt that's one of the main things that kind of attracts me to WordPress is the community it's just great and there's so many people and then you can chat to people who are similar. So working, being as a developer, I've always got developer questions. And you'll talk to another developer and another company, could even be a rival company, 
but you'll chat to one another and help one another and look at one another's code and get everything working all for kind of no you don't want anything out of it you just want to carry on because what you give in you get back which is kind of really inspiring that's kind of pushed me on to kind of keep with it as a platform as well why i'm so so kind of keen to join a company that is a wordpress specialist knowing that that's it great i don't have to worry about selling it i can just join use wordpress i know what i'm doing i've got the team on board and i've got the community to the side of me as well when i need it if you've been in the wordpress community for any length of time you'll probably know that it's a growing platform. At the time that this podcast was put together, it was being used on roughly 35% of websites. In a large city like Bristol, where I'm sure many people and businesses own a website, that means that the WordPress user base is likely quite large. Yeah, we hit the 1,000 membership mark, I think, at the end of last year, which I just can't kind of getting my head around all these kind of people and the fact that we still yeah, we, we regularly we limit to kind of 50 60 people because we don't want too many because that suddenly turns it into more of a, a kind of a conference type of too too large a scale we want to keep it personal so we can kind of speak to everyone but we comfortably get 50 60 people now every every month for all types of topics as well what is great because it's wordpress it's all across the board so it's kind of developers like myself front-end developers designers project managers bloggers all sorts of people, um, copywriters coming in as well, SEO people, all sorts of people come in to kind of these meetups. And I've been to other meetups where they're very kind of niche and specified, so you get a, a certain type of crowd, whereas this is this is a kind of such a mix of a crowd. And one thing that kind of reiterated this to me was I was also involved in running WordCamp Bristol last year. And on the weekend, I said to my wife, I'm going to be kind of busy doing a couple of days of this. And she said, well, I might as well come along because I wasn't never going to see you. And she was not expecting it for what she thought was going to be a techie conference. She was just so surprised by the variety of people and who was there and how nice every single person that she spoke to was. I'm sure that many of you have attended WordCamps in the past. And if you haven't, I highly recommend them. But Simon here is talking about a WordPress meetup. They have a similar purpose, but they are different. And I asked Simon to explain what a meetup is. For me, a WordCamp is more of a conference, generally spanning over several days or you know, in, in lots of talks. A meetup in our in particular case is a monthly event where we'll have usually a couple of talks and yeah, we just meet up regularly the same, same day every month. So the Bristol one is the first Tuesday of every month. We will meet up, have say maybe two talks, uh, it varies every month depending on kind of who wants to talk and what we want to cover. And yeah, we just welcome everyone to come along. Whatever your interest, whatever your involvement, whatever your skill level, just come along because there should be something at some point in the evening that should be of, of interest or benefit to you. So our, our loose formats. So we, we aim, inverted commas, aim to start at seven o'clock, but we say come from half six. We're fortunate we've just started in a new venue where there's a nice kind of open space. It's actually a cafe um, of a building I used to work in and it's huge. So there's they segment a section for the actual talks with a screen and chairs laid out kind of theatre style, but that's still these over half of the room free with kind of space for us to put out food and people can kind of mingle and talk before sitting down. So we say, yeah, come early so you can kind of get and chat to talk to people, grab a bite to eat before we start. And then, yeah, we aim to start around seven. We kind of judge it on the night. We're, we're pretty relaxed on kind of, we're nothing's a fixed schedule. We do it loosely, but we try and keep it relaxed because the whole the whole evening's relaxed. 
Um, and also the speakers, we kind of say, so if, if we do a talk, you'll get about a 30 minute talk and then we allow kind of 15 minutes of questions. And that's kind of very loose. So if, if someone goes over or under it, we can kind of feel or cut as needs be, but nothing's ever kind of pressured. Quite in the same way um, when I organised a work camp, because obviously we had slots and a schedule, we had to stick to it. So kind of talks had people doing timers and everything on the meetup. It's a lot more relaxed. And as such, it's a great, great place to kind of come if you feel like having a go at doing a talk. Um, and you've got nerves and you're not sure our meetup has been a great place and we've had a load of people start you've done their first ever talk at our meetup uh, and then gone on to talk all over the country and some even have gone kind of abroad to foreign parts talking at World Camp Europe I know some have now kind of gone on to start organizing World Camp Europe as well who are kind of part of our organizing team but it's just amazing and uh, yeah kind of seeing people who kind of do their first talk here and then I see them come up at another meetup for something completely different and it's the same person and they've decided yeah they can talk they go on and kind of do it elsewhere and we often have that feedback that it's yeah it's just a nice place you won't get jeered you won't get hassled from anyone no one's going to kind of question you or kind of query anything you kind of no one kind of has that kind of attitude to it it's just a really nice place to talk about something and most people are surprised when they do talk how much they knew about something and how much people are interested in that it sounds like a lovely and welcoming environment and one in which you can come and listen to all sorts of WordPress-related talks. I asked Simon if there was a minimum barrier to entry for speaking. Do you need to have X amount of years under your WordPress belt before you could take the plunge? No, I would say, unless you've never used it before, I mean, it, it helps It helps you have a knowledge of what WordPress is and you've at least looked at it. But that's it, to be honest. There's no real kind of barrier. We, I mean, we, we do, we will mark the talks, whether they're going to be kind of more beginner or intermediate or advanced. So if you're coming to one and we've marked two talks as advanced, which is unlikely, then you might want to kind of just consider they're on topics you're interested in. But you can still get something out of the evening, even if they're not necessarily topics you're interested in. And I find this, being a developer, I kind of enjoy the talks which aren't developer talks. I think I enjoy our last one we had uh, one talk on design which is great because I don't do design I'm terrible at designing so it's just nice to kind of see a designer to talk about design um, and how design should be transferred over to web rather than web design so kind of the two things and then another really great talk and it was um, someone giving their first talk um, talked about accessibility and that's something that everyone kind of knows bits and pieces but he did a really great talk and covered a lot of a lot of kind of things in it and that was really interesting for me because I know the basics of it but he kind of went further into it and started explaining things and showing examples and demoing things like screen screen readers which we all kind of know about but I'm not sure if any of us have actually tried them out but he demoed it so he he did a video of him viewing a web page via a screen reader and it, you know, it's just kind of you don't fully appreciate kind of everything being read out and if you click something new it starts again and it's just jumping and it was just just a chaotic, chaotic experience from us on a visual side and then he showed a tool which was for Braille, which um, was a device which kind of read line by line text and turned it into a physical Braille line, this kind of device, which to me was, yeah, it, was, it looked very kind of, didn't look modern. It just looked quite a, kind of a, an old style device. But the fact that it kind of spun things around and put the Braille out physically in front of someone and it just read through, it was reading through a Word document in the video just kind of turning each each line into the similar equivalent in Braille, meaning that you could, yeah, in theory, do the same on a website, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah, if you think about who can access your site, there's no one, basically, it can be, can be kind of blocked from it. Absolutely anyone can visit it, no matter what. 
so all are welcome to attend a meetup, and there is no requirement in terms of your level of WordPress expertise. In the case of Bristol, there are two talks, and they try to mix and match talks so that they are not touching the same subject in the same evening. Yeah, unless we want to do a specific evening where we're going to go right tonight, we're going to go proper in depth. So we're going to do two talks. We normally, yeah, we'll normally mix it up. We try and keep it two talks slightly different. If the two kind of complement one another, it's better. But I mean, we don't want to do two design talks or two code talks. If we can help it, we'll try and mix it up. Um, and yeah, in between, we have a break. So another thing that's happened. So recently, we got sponsored. Um, we've now got two sponsors and people knocking on the door to sponsor us still, providing money. WordPress, a great WordPress, actually, uh, when you get made an official meetup wordpress will pay your venue higher uh, within reason you can't go and hire somewhere completely place you you've got to kind of keep that in so they, they kind of give you a sensible kind of budget per people so you, you need to kind of prove how many people are coming along so that's covered so the people who sponsor us is money left over in a sense so we can put that towards getting food and also we put it together so the people who organize because there's seven in the organizing team and then the speakers we all make sure everyone gets a drink as well kind of so there's there's no kind of actual perks for organising monetary wise, but it at least gives you something kind of for the night. And then the one thing we've done differently, and you got mentioned last time, is with our food, we're not a pizza uh, meetup, which is a lot of the kind of the coding ones are basically pizza and beer, is the kind of the, the go to things. We don't do that, we do things differently. Um, and we've recently taken on going local. So we've been using Pyminster, who have just done these little patties they've got, which are just great. Um, and then we get kind of locally sourced salads and bits and pieces as well. And that tends to go down really well, especially if we can use local companies um, and not Domino's. Especially when we talked about accessibility, we don't really want to be using Domino's as a as a food source. Uh, so, yeah, it's good, it's good to keep local. And yeah, and also turning out that one of our kind of members actually uh, built the Pyminster uh, website, which is in WordPress. So it's a win all around that our food comes from a company whose website is built in WordPress. The way that Simon describes it, it sounds like quite a cosy gathering, almost like a little family of WordPress people. Do many of the same people show up month after month and get to know one another? Yeah, there's a lot of regulars. We notice when they're not there, they've kind of missed a month or two. Yeah, there's a lot of people that we know well, so we kind of we see the same pieces. And those are the people who most of them will end up getting into the management team. We've kind of grabbed a few that are kind of the regulars and kind of, kind of brought them in. So the, our kind of organising teams kind of seen a few people come and go. People kind of give a good stint and then kind of move on and uh, try other things. So we normally grab kind of some of our regulars. We'll go and chat to them and see if they fancy kind of getting involved. We've just added two new people to our team, actually, through similar similar kind of ways, chatting to them at, at the meetup and saying, you know, if you fancy getting involved, that'd be great. So, yeah, we get a lot of regulars. We do get lots of new people. We do a thing, uh, actually, when we do the, the intro, we ask people to put their hands up. So one time we get a bit of interaction, not too much because people don't like it. But if you get people to put their hands up, they're new. And then we get them to look around because there's generally quite a few people. So we say, kind of have a look around. If you are new, you're not on your own. There's lots of new people. You know, don't feel like you're kind of on your own. Come and, come and talk to everybody. That's a key thing for us, actually. And one thing I like to differentiate from some of the other kind of groups I've been to Whereas if, when people do come, we've got a little desk, we welcome people, we give them a name badge and we make sure if they're new, we tell them where things are, we tell them what to do. And if, if, yeah, if they are new, we'll find out what they do and then we'll try and find them someone similar and say, oh, if you're a designer, go and speak to so-and-so. They're also a designer and they should be able to you know, talk to them about stuff. So we kind of make sure that people don't come in and then they're just left because I've had that meetup that I've been to and I've kind of come in 
walked in the door and no one comes and greets you no one says anything you just kind of stand around and you've got to go and approach people and for some people that's fine some people naturally go up and chat but yeah myself included if I kind of walk into that environment unless someone comes and talks to me I'm just going to sit in the corner and hide away I kind of I need someone to come and approach me so we do that a lot to me kind of because we've got a, a nice sized team we kind of make sure that you're kind of not walking and kind of left we like to kind of integrate everybody because the community is the key thing for us if you're intrigued by the idea of running your own wordpress meetup you might have noticed that simon mentioned that they have sponsors i'm guessing though that sponsors are only likely to come on board once you have established that you've got a legitimate meetup running regularly so who funds the meetup before the sponsors come on board I'm in Bristol. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm in quite a big city. So we we started off just we literally yeah, started off in a pub for free. Then we found a pub of a conference room and used that for a bit. And then and then we're a bit bit of limbo. And actually, um, it was Jenny who kind of got involved with me, and I spoke to her, and she kind of helped me organise and find a more stable venue. And that's when we landed our first fixed venue, which is a pub which had a function room. And that's when I spoke to WordPress and she said, you should get involved with WordPress at that point because they'll pay. And the function room was about £20 a night, so it was nothing. But it was just a nice thing that we didn't have to worry about. So I think the first night we paid it ourselves between us just to kind of get in there because it was like, for a few of us regulars, it was like a few quid each. It was a pint each, basically. But then, yeah, Jenny said, get involved with WordPress kind of chapter. And they were happily to cover that money. So that was great. So that kept going for a bit. And it's part way along yeah we we basically said to anyone on yeah there's no food it was basically come along kind of drinks and everything by yourself and it was yeah it was part way along we got offered sponsorship i think 34 sp were first up they approached us and said you know would you be interested in us sponsoring you and that kind of gave us a bit of budget to suddenly think well actually you know now we can kind of maybe get some food on the go and we we landed another sponsor fairly quickly after that as well and we've kind of stuck with two sponsors ever since and been very lucky and that's so kind of early days, I think the best thing is if you're going to start one up is to try and find, either find a pub or similar with a, a kind of a, a function room. I mean, pubs pubs are a bit hit and miss depending on what type of kind of environment you want. I mean, ours was okay because it was upstairs and hidden away and it wasn't kind of part of the pub in a sense. So it wasn't quite that kind of that. So it did actually have a bar, but um, which we eventually got staffed as well when we had enough money which is quite good so we had our own personal kind of mini bar but it wasn't that kind of atmosphere it wasn't a pubby atmosphere it was all kind of very all kind of relaxed and chilled but that's something to bear in mind is kind of think about yeah where, where you want to be whether a cafe might be more suited because even in bristol the cafe approached me and said oh we've actually got some rooms if you wanted to use them so there are kind of alternatives you don't have to kind of go to default to the kind of the pub function room there are kind of other places and to where we are now is actually it's a cafe for a, a building and it's just, yeah, it's just in the kind of a nice open light atmosphere. Yeah, there's no kind of pub culture or anything behind it as well. So there's no kind of, you can get a drink there if you want, but that's kind of not what's pushed. It's, it's generally kind of everything else. Although all of this sounds like a great deal of fun, there must also be quite a lot of work going on in the background. You commit to putting an event like a meetup on, and then a few months down the line, you look back and realise that somehow this thing is consuming much of your valuable time. It seems like quite a large commitment. Yeah, I'd say it's not a small commitment. You do have to put 
a fair amount into it really just to kind of keep it running and because we've now grown to the size we are we've kind of raised our game a bit on how we run it to this extent where we now have so we have a speaker application form which we didn't used to have we have a speaker pack which we send out as well and then yeah we've got our food kind of managing the event the, the location managing as well um, and everything else where all, all our social accounts need to be managed as well at the time so we have everyone most people kind of have a loose role for one thing they kind of the main person in charge of so we've got someone who looks after the food someone who takes care of the location etc etc but then each night we've decided to kind of almost assign a project manager so for each kind of monthly meetup there is one person who's kind of in charge and thanks to the joys of trello there's a big checklist in trello and you just basically work through the checklist so you're the person so if you're managing that month you're in charge of just making sure the speakers know that they're coming make sure they know where they're going make sure the meetup event is created you make sure you're promoting it on kind of facebook and twitter and just keep an eye on things really um and then we do things we've kind of got things like messaging people so we, we we're fortunate enough and i still can't believe we have a wait list for most months we have, we have an rsvp of 65 to allow a bit of leeway here and there kind of drop off and then last month our wait list went up to about 27 at one point and normally we email the waitlist and say, if it's like five or six, we say, well, just come along anyway. We should be able to squeeze you in. This time we had to think about it and we didn't actually email because we were wary of adding another 30 people on top because we don't want to have that many in. So it's kind of, it's kind of, we're evolving and changing as things, as time goes on, but there's kind of lots of tasks to it. I, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how it's kind of grown. One of the things where it's a benefit of being on, on the WordPress kind of connection. So WordPress themselves, they take over the meetups. So they pay the meetup costs as well, if they're kind of your kind of owner. So they technically own the meetup, but they don't do anything else. They don't do anything at all. They just own it and leave it. And then you are the organizers. But once you're on that, uh, when your meetups are created, they'll get featured on the WordPress dashboard. So when you log into WordPress on your dashboard, in the bottom middle, there should be a little panel We'll mention kind of upcoming events which will be meetups and work camps and if your meetup is one of the wordpress ones then it gets mentioned on there i think that's driven a lot of people who weren't aware of anything because otherwise we're relying on kind of social and meetup and not everyone's kind of on those things not everyone's on facebook not everyone's on twitter so it, it kind of gave us an extra boost and i think that's growing the audience because that means you're then going straight to the wordpress user and saying hey you're in bristol there's a meetup in bristol and kind of links through so that's been a real big driver for us so if, if it's a client if it's someone who's using the wordpress site i'm happy for them to come along as well because they're a wordpress user and it might be that they're coming along going well actually we've had this site built for us we want to do this thing can we find someone to come and help us so there's lots of work kind of gets kind of passed around as well it's great for freelancers because um, you often find companies coming in saying you know we've, we had our site done someone's built it for us in wordpress it's great but now we want to do this particular function is that possible can someone help us and we kind of so we, we even do shout outs during the introduction we kind of say if anyone's if anyone's kind of looking for work if anyone's got a query or anything at all we do those shout outs as well to kind of keep the community thing so if anyone needs somebody try and keep it in in our little community itself and give the work to the people in the community most of them will come with a recommendation because most people know one another so one of my, my recent story which is why i love the community so much so i was at work i organized the meeting and in the meeting i got made redundant so i thought oh great and in the evening i wasn't feeling like much but fellow kind of agency were having a party for their kind of birthday and they had their own beer and i was like well, i can't mess up them making their own beer i've got to go along to that so i kind of went along to that and i knew the people there and i thought well there's going to be some friendly faces and i tracked a few people and i saw one chap I knew, he said, oh, come and chat to me when you've got a second. So kind of 
went around a bit and then eventually caught up with him and he said, oh, I heard you've been made redundant. That's really sad. Why don't you come and work for us? On the evening of the day I got made redundant. So I chatted to him and landed myself, yeah, so I landed myself a inter- proper interview with him kind of the next week. Kind of went and saw them. That was all great. And yeah, ended up joining them and working with them. So kind of made redundant and found the job within the WordPress community within a few hours, pretty much. And yeah, now working for a proper WordPress company, doing proper WordPress things. And yeah, the community kind of helped me out big time there when I could have been kind of in a massive lull of redundancy and not knowing what to do kind of barely had time to get my head around it and then land it landing an interview what a great story made redundant in the morning attend a wordpress meetup the same evening and land an interview and ultimately a new job working exclusively with the cms that you love wordpress yeah, so I've, I've worked for quite a few agencies in my time and worked for some kind of bigger companies as well and worked on various projects. But it's all been kind of like either it's the web department is a small department of the big of the company or web is one of the main things, but they do several different languages. So one of the agencies I worked for did the kind of the, the technical size in Cold Fusion and then did WordPress front ends for the nice kind of front end bits for the kind of the, the more public face side of it, but wouldn't ever use WordPress to do the back end stuff, which it would have been more than capable of because they just didn't didn't rate it. So I was fighting about all there. So that was one of them. And yeah, so when the opportunity came to join uh, Illustrate Digital, I was chatting to Scott, who's kind of the kind of the owner there, and he said, Yeah, we do WordPress and nothing else. We will only do WordPress projects. And I was like, well that's one thing. I don't have to basically argue with my boss that we should be using WordPress for this project. That's what it is out of the box. And now it's a case of sitting down and chatting with the other developers and saying, well, how should we do this within WordPress rather than should we use WordPress, it's kind of how can we make WordPress work and do what it needs to. So you've got the back-end developers who I've joined all kind of talking, then the front-end developers, they're all WordPress people. And then we've got support staff, the WordPress people, and then there's kind of project manager and everyone everyone knows WordPress. It's not that you've got to kind of explain it to anybody as well, kind of everyone all along the board. And it also means we all get involved a lot more because everyone kind of understands what everyone's doing, which is great. So you kind of can get involved right down kind of at all levels. So kind of everyone gets involved and there's lots of kind of crossover. So we all kind of test one another's code and test one another's kind of functionality, which is great. So I can build something and someone who's not a back-end developer at all can go in and, and try it out and make sure it does what it's supposed to, which is great, which means we kind of work together. Yeah, they don't have to understand the code, but they might use it in a certain way, which you had really thought about because I've got a kind of back-end developer mindset of doing things. And they'll try this thing and say, well, if I did this, this happened. I'm like, oh, I've never thought about that. So, But it's just great, the kind of, yeah, the, the, the whole team and the whole company just being WordPress. This has made, made my life a lot easier to kind of go in and not, not worry about that, that argument every day of saying why we should use it. It is amazing that there are agencies who work exclusively with WordPress. It's grown to such an extent that there are dedicated WordPress agencies dotted all over the UK and, no doubt, the rest of the world. I wonder if that growth will continue and WordPress will become a household name. I saw a couple of references. There was one the other day um, where WordPress was mentioned on an American quiz show. I think it was Jeopardy. It was mentioning like a blogging tool and the answer was WordPress, which I thought was great to kind of get to that level. And then I was, yeah, I was listening to some music. So music's kind of one of the main things I'm into. And there's the rapper who actually lives up in Leeds, who just was kind of releasing. So his music's all kind of very English, to want the better word, very set down. And in one of his songs, he's kind of mentioning about how he's 
got all the socials and everything and i've got several sites yeah they're in wordpress i'm like oh so he's like name dropping that in in a, in a song which i've never heard before so when i tell people what i do and say i'm a coder and say well i use wordpress a lot of them will, will know more oh wordpress they don't necessarily understand what i do as a, as a back-end coder but if i say wordpress they'll understand that and kind of that is a lot easier normally people kind of just think oh you do computers but kind of when you say you do wordpress they kind of get that and well i've used that or i've used that in this job or it's been that's kind of what powered you know like the this website that i used in this job purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about often enough, to allow people to share their stories so that others might listen, and by listening they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situation that you are facing. They have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe that person is already in your life, but they might not be. And that's what WP&Up is here for, to connect you with the support that you need. So, if you're able to, please help us so that we can continue to support the WordPress community. You can donate at wpandup.org forward slash donate. That's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpandop.org forward slash contact. There's a serious point to all of this though, and that is that WP and Op is here to provide help and support. That help is available for you or the people that you know and can be easily accessed at the WP and Op website. Please spread the word about the podcast tell your friends and subscribe on your favourite podcast player. And remember that together we can hashtag press forward. (laughs) 